Hello everyone, today is August 24th. Donald Trump's sister says he's an unprincipled phony. And if it's Monday, then this is a special edition of The Dell. Over the last two weeks, we've dedicated our episodes to America's educators and listening to their experience with teaching during COVID. Also during this time, there's just been a lot of news. We wanted to do a little review of what's been happening and prep you for the week ahead. Before we jump into last week's Democratic National Convention and the Republican National Convention that starts today, there's two really incredible stories that we should delve into, starting with the president's sister speaking in secretly recorded audio. I don't want to take away from her incredible words, so let's listen to her directly. Goddamn tweet and the lie. Oh my God, I'm talking too freely, but you know, it is the change of stories, the lack of preparation, the lying, the holy But he's appealing to the base, what they're doing with the kids at the border. I mean... Well, he's always been this way. I mean, I guess. I mean, he, he, he's... He... But he was a tough kid, right? He was a brat. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I mean. I don't mean tough. So the president went on for years about the birther stuff, then went after President Obama's time at Columbia and Harvard, saying there's no way he could have gotten it on his own merits. Meanwhile, this guy has someone taken his SATs. Wow. His sister continues with another striking story. He once tried to take credit for me. Well, where would you be without me? I said, you want to, you mention, you say that one more time, I will level you. Jesus. Because in 1981, he had Roy Cohn call Reagan, who had to be a woman appointed to the, you know, in New Jersey to a federal court, because Reagan's running for re-election, and he needed, he was desperate for the female vote. I mean, I said, you had Cohn make one phone call, and I've done everything since then. Did you make Chief Justice Rehnquist? Appoint me to head criminal judge? No, he didn't. You ever mention that one more time, any, I will wipe you out. And I would. 
And as if that wasn't weird enough, uh, Steve Bannon, the president's former campaign CEO and chief White House strategist, uh, was arrested on a yacht off the coast of Connecticut. And we have breaking news. Former White House advisor Steve Bannon was arrested this morning on charges he defrauded donors in an online fundraising campaign to pay for the border wall. Chief Justice correspondent Pierre Thomas is following this one for us. And Pierre, what do we know right now? Well, it's a very damning uh, accusation by the Southern District prosecutors there. The case was made by the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. And basically what they say is that this was a nonprofit organization designed to raise money to support the building of the border wall. They raised over $25 million. And the accusation is that all the money was supposed to go to building the wall. That's what they told donors. Bannon could get 20 years if convicted. He's been released on a $5 million bond, and he's just the latest Trump guy to fall. Remember during the 2016 campaign, Trump was very adamant. He would have the best people, the smartest people. I don't think we realized he was talking about the best people to run a criminal racketeering organization. Last week was the Democratic National Convention. It was the first major political convention during covid and, and, you know, not going to lie, I had some very awkward Zoom moments. But one thing Democrats had, they had the stars, and they brought them all out. We saw Eva Longoria, Tracy Ellis Ross, Kerry Washington, Stephen and Aisha Curry, John Legend, Billie Eilish. And there was one Republican, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, who just had a problem with all of that. He tweeted, Brilliant move. No one is more in touch with the challenges and obstacles faced by everyday Americans than actors and celebrities. <laughs> oh gosh, do we need to remind him Republicans literally elected a reality TV star to be president? Thanks for playing, Senator Rubio. But out of all the folks who spoke at the convention, perhaps no one was as incredible as Michelle Obama. I am one of a handful of people living today who have seen firsthand the immense weight and awesome power of the presidency. You simply cannot fake your way through this job. As I've said before, being president doesn't change who you are. It reveals who you are. Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He has had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but he is clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. Oof. Burn. In over his head. And of course, the president had to respond. Yeah, no, she was over her head, and frankly, she should have made the speech live, which she didn't do. She taped it. And it was not only taped, it was taped a long time ago because she had the wrong deaths. Okay, all right. So just so we're clear, the, the main takeaway for uh, the president from the speech was Mrs. Obama saying there were 150,000 COVID deaths instead of 170,000 COVID deaths. What a weird humble brag. You got it wrong. My administration didn't kill 150,000. We killed 170,000. Get it right. Kamala Harris also made her debut as the vice presidential nominee, and she made history. She's the first black VP candidate. She's also the first South Asian VP candidate. She's biracial. Her dad is Jamaican and her mother's Indian. And boy, oh boy, have conservatives lost it. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I'm not going to be a stickler about this. 
but the media will insist on it. Kamala Harris is not an African-American. She is Indian and Jamaican. Jamaica is part of the Caribbean. India is out there near China. I only point that out uh, because um, uh, if you dare raise that, you're attacked. But the truth is she's not. And so I just wanted to make that clear. Her ancestry does not go back to American slavery. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, her ancestry doesn't go back to slavery at all. So I, I want to point that out because um, of, of the bizarre nature of our politics today about who is what and so forth and so on. Normally I wouldn't care. I still don't care. Uh, but I keep hearing people say she would be the first African-American vice president. No, if she's even elected, God forbid, or nominated and then elected, she's still not the first African-American vice president. Just want to point that out. She'd be the first vice president of color, but not African-American. But can I mention one other thing about the media coverage yeah, here? Yeah, about 30 and, seconds. And I'm sure this will be misperceived, but I don't care. She's being universally referred to as the first African-American to be on a major ticket. She, if, if she's an African-American, I'm an African-American. You're an African-American. Her, her mother's from India. Her mm. dad is from Jamaica. She's not an African-American. And African-Americans ought to be, uh, I believe, offended by this notion that she's an African-American. Yet no one will push back on this because of this PC world we live in now. Yeah, yeah. we had a Jamaican caller one time say, hey, like everyone just calls me African-American. I'm Jamaican. I am not African-American. Please stop doing that. <laughs> First of all, that's not true. A Jamaican is never called on to that show because, because that's just silly. Others are suggesting Harris could not, quote-unquote, claim the African-American experience of being descended from slaves. Kamala Harris was born in Oakland, California, to a black Jamaican dad. Where do Republicans think black people in Jamaica came from? Did they recently swim over? Did they think they're indigenous to Jamaica? No, they were also taken from Africa, enslaved by the British, and brought to the Americas. Seems like a lot of hoops to jump through just to make sure Kamala Harris is not black. Oh gosh, you guys are Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> I I'm sorry. Today the Republican National Convention begins. It'll be the GOP's turn to rebut the Democratic National Convention that took place last week. You know, it's, it's, it's going to have things and, and people. Apparently some of our favorite people. Because no one wants to miss Ben Carson, Rudy Giuliani, and Mitch McConnell all speak at the same convention. Who wants, who wants to miss that? The president will apparently speak all four nights, God help us. Him yelling one night, rough. All four nights, oof. His advisors are calling him their talent-in-chief. And I suppose for your circus, you would want your clown-in-chief to headline every night. So I guess this makes sense. It'll also be a family affair. Uh, Ivanka, Eric, Tiffany, and Donald Trump Jr. They'll all take the stage. Melania will also speak. Uh, let's just hope she doesn't lift anything from Michelle Obama's speech like last time. Because the president will come after her. We'll also see that husband and wife duo. You know, the ones that put out guns on their lawn in St. Louis at the Black Lives Matter protesters. That's your Republican convention. Coming at you hot. Curiously absent will be George Bush, the only living former Republican president. And on a final note, our hearts go out to the folks on the Gulf. They're battling twin hurricanes, and we pray for an easy and peaceful recovery. 
especially during these tough times. And, and what would the delve be if we didn't tell you to register? Which you probably should have already done. And request those absentee ballots. Vote, vote, vote. That's the delve. We'll be back on our normal schedule this Friday.